Welcome to CLCC Online. We pray that this message draws you towards Jesus and strengthens your walk with Him. We believe that we were meant to do life in community. So if you live in the Fraser Valley area, we would love to get you connected into the family. Find everything you need at clcc.ca. Enjoy. Remember one day when I was a kid, my mom was driving me home from some event and we were waiting in this long line for a light. And someone was, someone was trying to turn left into the shopping area and, you know, in between the intersections. My mom was blocking him from cutting through the traffic. Now, my mom either didn't let this guy cut in front of her or she just didn't see him. But he got so angry. He spat on our car. It really impacted us to see someone that angry. That was, that was dramatic as a kid. That was the first time I'd, I'd seen that kind of anger on the road. No. Since then, I've seen lots of things like that. And I'm sure you have as well. There are some things that just make people snap. Maybe for you, it's not road rage, but maybe, maybe somebody, maybe you just saw someone losing on someone at work and you wonder, where did that come from? I, I think, I think this is true for a lot of us. We have this low lying anger that's just right there, never knowing what's going to set it off. You know? For some of you, you don't even like that word anger. You, you never say you're angry. You say you're frustrated. You think it sounds more civil. Now, I think we like that word because, because frustrated, frustrated says that we're not the source. The frustration is coming from somewhere out there, an outside source. We think, we think there's not much we can do about it. It's, it's nicer that way. It's almost like you becoming the hero because you're taking up offense about something else. Anger or frustration is the result of not getting what we want. Anger, anger is from the idea that something was taken from you. Maybe your future, your will. Anger says, you owe me. We're, we're in week three of our series called Take Heart, where we've been talking, where we've been taking a look at what's on the inside of us and the emotions that can take us out. We know that we can have good behavior, but when there's pressure in our lives, then what's on the inside comes out. And we're taking a look at what comes out. Jesus said that the emotions that come out of us, they were in there to begin with. So, in this series, we're learning to monitor our hearts because from your heart comes the issue of life. From our hearts comes things that are both good and bad. I think all of us were taught to monitor our behavior, but Jesus encourages us into a way to where we monitor our heart. We monitor what's in here and we monitor, we monitor what we allow down in here because when our emotions take control, things sometimes get out of control. Now, here's, here's what I know about you. This isn't a religious thing. This is just a thing thing. It's a human thing. Nobody wants, to, nobody wants anger to, be, to leak out of them, right? Now, just to be clear, I'm not talking about the anger that drives you to do something about the injustices in the world. The, the, this anger, the, this anger is where, where people see some injustice that they want change. They, they, have a, they have a variation of anger. It's a righteous anger and they, they do something about it. They, they see sex trafficking or poverty or some kind of other injustice in their world and they get so angry 
that they decide they're going to do something about it. Now, that's not the anger we're talking about today. What we're, what we're talking about today is the frustration or the anger that drives us crazy, that messes up our relationship. When this anger comes out, it makes us look in the mirror and think, why did I say that? Why do I think that way? Why do I behave that way? This is the, this is the anger that comes out from what happens when I'm not getting what, what I think I deserve. James, the brother of Jesus, who believed in Jesus after the death and resurrection of his brother, he, he emerged as a church leader in the local church, and he writes this letter to Christians, primarily to Jewish Christians. In, in his book, James gives us a principle. And if people, if people could get their minds and hearts around these ideas, it, it would change everything, especially in our relationships. James gives us this idea, this principle. What James says might be a little bit offensive. And you might say, well, that's not going to work in me. And then, and then have a whole bunch of reasons on why it won't work. But if you, if you embrace this principle that James gives us, it will keep anger from showing up, that we often regret from allowing to leak out of our heart. Here's what James says. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it. Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. James says, you think, you think you're wise? You, you think you're so smart? Prove it by doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. You know what I found? I found truly wise people are always humble. Wise people are always humble. James says, if you're wise, I, I want to see your wisdom by how you live your life. You know it's gonna show up? It's gonna show up through your humility. James continues, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. <laughs> James gives us an opposite of humility just to make a point. A, a, different, a different version of the Bible uses the term harbor. It, it says, don't let jealousy and selfish ambition harbor in your heart. If you allow jealousy and selfish ambition to stick to your heart, if you, if you cover up things that fly in the face of reality, you're not being wise. You're making the world all about yourself, and that's not wise. Then he tells us kind of what we already know. James says, wherever you find this stuff lodged in your heart, wherever you find someone deceived into thinking they're more than they really are, they lack wisdom and humility. James says, for whenever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Now, again, this is this is kind of sort of a complicated wordy way of saying what Jesus said, that when things get lodged inside of us, it, it eventually comes out of us. What's on the inside of you will soon be coming out. What's on the inside of you will come out on the people around you. James is writing this down, and, and now he's about to tell us how to keep anger from lodging in our heart, harboring in our heart, and how to keep anger from leaking out of us. So he launches this part of this discussion with a question. And here's the question. What, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? James asks, what causes the fights? What causes the conflict? What is causing the quarrels among you? What really is the root cause? If, if I were to ask you this question, some of you might say, I think James 
James is asking the wrong question because it's not a what causes, it's a who. The better question is who causes the fights and who causes the quarrels? Because I know that answer. The answer, the answer is my mom. She will not mind her own business. I'm a, I have a family. I'm an adult. And my mom keeps has to tell me how to parent my kids. She has to tell me that I'm cleaning my house wrong. You know, you know the who is? The who, the who is my middle school son. He thinks he knows everything. No, we don't need Google in our house because he knows it all. And everything we do as parents is always wrong. The who is my boss. It's the manager at work. The problem, James, is not a what. The problem is a who. (laughs) James might say, that's why we're talking about this. Because you're wrong. It's not a who. And as long as you think it's a who, you will never get to the root of the real what. He says, come on. He says, come on. What's causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they really come from your desire, that battle inside of you? To which we say, have you met my mom? If you did, if you met my mom, you would know and you would understand the source of my fights. The source of fighting and quarrels among you. The, the, source, the source is something going on inside of you. You fight with them because they don't see it the way that you see it. And you think, this, this is what you think. If I could just get them to see things my way, which of course is the right way, things would be so much better. James says, no, you don't understand the root. And as long as you think the source is out there, you're never going to deal with it. And and you're actually going to, it's going to feed something ugly and dangerous in your heart. Now, let me just pause to say this. this. This principle, this thing that he's teaching us, I'm telling you, it's life-changing. It can be relationship-changing. It can also be relationship-healing. Because if, if both parties can embrace what James is teaching, it will change everything. James says, don't, don't these fights come from the evil desires at war within you? The answer is yes. The reason we fight, the reason we quarrel, and the reason we're angry is because there's something we want that we aren't getting. You know, I just, I just want you to come home when you say you'll be there. We've talked about this so many times. You promised. I just want you to give me a shot. I want credit for my idea. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. You know, any, anyone who hears your story, they say, you're right. But the root of your anger is not out there. The root of it is in here, in your heart. Because you're not getting what you want. Now, I know how you respond. You, you respond the same way that I do. But we think we've earned the right to be angry, right? You know, I mean, they promised and they didn't keep their promise. If you can pause in that moment, that moment when the frustration or anger or rage or whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use starts rising in you, if you could pause in the moment and recognize you know what the problem is? You know what the real problem is? The problem is me. The problem is you. Parents, this should be so intuitive for us, right? If, if you're a parent and you've been driving in traffic and a fight breaks out in the back seat with your two kids and you've got one hand on the steering wheel and the other hand, you're reaching in the back seat and you're trying to break it up. They're blaming each other. It's his fault. No, it's her fault. And what do you say? You say, 
I don't care. I don't care whose fault it is. It doesn't matter. I'm the judge. I'm the jury. I'm passing judgment right now. You're both guilty. So both of you be quiet, quit touching her and get on your side. Cause you know, you know, as the parent, the problem, the problem really isn't what they say the problem is. The problem isn't because someone is looking at the other one or breathing weird. <laughs> the problem is that there are two kids in the back seats and they both want something and neither of them are getting what they really want. The source, the source of every single argument you've ever had, you want something and you're not getting it. That's the source of everything. You're, you want something that you're not getting it. I'm telling you, the moment you begin to understand this, when you realize that the reason you're angry is because you're not getting what you want, the temperature goes down. Anger will not have as much of an opportunity to leak out of you. And that, that James goes on. He, he says, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. Now, James might be exaggerating here just a bit, but his point is this. Look, if you don't recognize that the source of this anger is in your heart and not out there, you will carry the potential to take things to an unhealthy, destructive extreme. Because as long as you think it's him, you have an excuse. As, because you can't control him. As long as you think it's her and it's 100% her, you think, well, I can't control her. If you stay there, you give up all reasoning when it comes to controlling you. Because when you get angry, she deserves it, he deserves it, they deserve it, whatever it is. James, James is saying, look, I'm telling you, the very thing that leads to kill is inside of you. Because what causes someone to want to kill somebody else? Somebody wants something that they can't get any other way, and it drives them to kill somehow. It justifies a response, and they blame the other person. James says, hey, guys, just heads up. All of you wise people, that's inside of you. Think for a moment. You have it in you to do something unhealthy to another person in order to get what you want. So don't deceive yourself. Be humble. Be humble enough to, to recognize that resides in me. Then he wraps up like this. He says, come on, you're, you're jealous of what others have and you can't get it. Everyone got into that school, you didn't get in. Everyone drives one, you don't drive one yet. James says, you want it? and you can't get it, so you fight, and you wage war, and you quarrel. So you can't, get, you can't get from him what you want. You can't get from her what you want. You can't get the approval, the acceptance. So you know what you do? You get angry. You justify this because you believe somehow someone owes you something. I, I mean, just, just fill in the blank. We've all got something like that. But the source is not out there. The source is in here. We aren't getting our way. We aren't getting what we want. We are like the kids in the back seat and our Heavenly Father saying, stop it. I don't want to hear that. So get on your side of the car and think for a minute. Just, just think for a minute. What's causing this? If I shake you up, what comes out? What's, what's in there? And, and you can't say, well, if you stop shaking me, this wouldn't come out. This wouldn't be in here. Now, what comes out was already in there. 
And that's what conflict is. It's just a shakeup. It's just the pressure. And what is in there comes out. You might think, oh, I just want my way. I want what I deserve. I want what was promised. And of course, just to make sure you don't hear me saying something I'm not saying, of course, there are circumstances that should upset you. And of course, being treated unfairly should upset you. And of course, not having a promise kept should upset you. In the middle of a conversation, as it dawns on you, mature, wise people of understanding pause and realize, you know what? I only see my part of the problem. My part of the problem is this. I'm not getting what I want. Uh, I'm telling you. If when you can own your slice of the argument pie, even even if it's a small portion, the temperature goes down and anger and rage and frustration will no longer come out of you as much. What if you what if you remembered out loud the next time you got in an argument? What if you remembered this? I'm mad because I'm not getting my way. What if you said that to the person you were angry with? How would that affect the rest of your conversation? So so I need to ask you a question. Here's the question. What's your relationship with anger? Do you let it into your heart? Do you allow it to get control of your mouth? <laughs> Are you ready to put an end? You ready to put an end to that? Let me maybe maybe ask it a different way. If I were if I were to ask your husband or your wife, your best friend, maybe your boss, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your your neighbor, what is his what is what is her relationship with anger? What would they say? Did, does it come out in you in one particular environment? Maybe, maybe it's just at home. You know, everyone at work thinks that you're the best. You're, you're the kindest. You're the finest. You're the most amazing person to work with. And, but your family at home, they walk around on eggshells not trying to set something off. Are you, are you ready to humble yourself? Humility is the most logical thing we can ever do. Humility makes sense. Arrogance and pride never lead anywhere good. Humility says, you know what? It's not all my fault, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to own part of it. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do my, I'm going to own my part of it. I'm not going to allow anger to spill out of my heart, you know, where it controls my mouth or my mood. Part of the problem is you're not getting your way. You've got to realize that when you feel this anger rising up, maybe, maybe, maybe you're at a restaurant and you know, that's not, that's not what you ordered or it's not how you ordered it. Or you get home and she didn't or he didn't or the kids didn't and you feel this anger rising up on the inside of you. That's when you say, anger, you're not coming out of me. I'm guarding my heart. You anger, you want me to think it's him. You want me to think it's her and blame all, it, all of this on them. But anger, I'm onto you. It's, it's me. I want something that I'm not getting. Anger, I'm owning my slice of the pie and you will not control my mouth. You will not control my mood. The Apostle Paul captured this in beautiful language and I'll close with this. He said this talking about Jesus from Philippians. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. On multiple occasions, Jesus doesn't get what he wants. Jesus doesn't get what he deserves. But he never pulled the, hey, I'm God with flesh on card. He never walked in and said, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a pretty big deal around here. And, and when I say here, I mean earth. 
<laughs> if, you're, if you're not paying attention, I'm Jesus. I'm going to save you from eternal damnation, so I need to get my way. He never said that. Instead, he humbled himself. Look at this next phrase that Paul writes. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. Jesus chose nothing over privilege. He, on behalf of the world. And Paul's saying, no, no, Christians, Jesus, Jesus followers. Here is what it looks like to take this idea and live it out in the real world. Here's what he says. In your relationships with one another, in your relationship with your father, your mother, your roommate, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, that cousin, that brother-in-law, that coworker that just pushes your buttons, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus who humbled himself. And how far did he go? Paul says he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus is showing you showing us life is not about everything getting everything you want and it's okay not to get everything you deserve in fact it's better not to get everything you want and everything that you deserve jesus always nudges us away from self-centeredness and arrogance to other focused and humility listen when you move towards putting others first in humility your life gets bigger and your life gets better and you will be free to live a life where anger is not coming out of your heart let me pray for you today father god i am just so amazed at all these emotions that you gave us as humans and Lord, I, I pray that as we continue in this series, as we continue to examine what is coming out of our heart, the thing that makes us tick, our, our deep emotions, that we would continue to keep those in check. God, I pray for those people who even today and this week have struggled with anger. God, I pray that we would continue to realize that the problem isn't out there, but the problem is in us. Help us to learn how to control it. Help us to control, learn to, to submit to you with humility and guidance for our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you back here next time. Thanks for joining us. If you are looking to get connected, we are one church in multiple locations. Our Aldergrove campus meets at Parkside Elementary School Sundays at 1030. Our Abbotsford campus has three services each Sunday, 830, 10, and 11.30. We would love to see you at one of our in-person gatherings. If you would like to financially support us, you can always give at cscc.ca slash give. See you later.